Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about some comments that Sean Layden made about AAA games. Correct. And, and whether or not they should be the length that they are or the price that they are. Or the price that they are, yeah. it's it's. It, it, I, I was super fascinated. Like Whenever this all popped up, I was like, man, like this is... This is kind of interesting. This is a big deal because Sean Layden used to be the uh, boss of Sony, basically. Like he's the uh, he was over the head Sony, of, you know. Uh, I think it wasn't his studios, worldwide studios. Yes, head. and so like he would know if anybody's going to know, he would he would know. Yeah, he's also not in the game anymore. So you Correct. know. Um. So we'll talk about that later. Um. And we have pick of the week, but first, John. What have you been up to this week, man? So this week, uh, it's been it's been a, a bit of a, a. I feel like it has blurred because I thought today, like today, which is it's Thursday as we record this, but I thought today was Friday because like it's it, we got the ex- the extended weekend like that sort of thing going on, and so like it's just been an interesting, strange week. Um, so I've I, I've I'll talk about something that I did like for two nights in a row. Um, here in a minute, but. I have definitely played more of the uh, uh, Taiko Drum Master, the Taiko no te- Tetsujin, and uh, with Catherine. That was really fun. It's a good time. Still having a great time with it. We, we upped the difficulty, and we're, we're getting better. Um, and, uh, and I've also been playing uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, which is an old video game from the 3DS. So, I thought uh, you had played those already. So I hadn't. Um, I've played the, like, so there was the, there was those games and then there was the, oh, what's the other one? Um, I think it's Professor, P- Professor Layton. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Professor Layton. I played those games for sure. Okay. Um, and I like those games, those game, you know, kind of puzzly games, that sort of thing. This is a, uh, it's a courtroom drama, visual novel type of a situation where like there's a crime happens and you investigate and you have to go to court and, uh, and you know, pick apart different people's testimonies and present them with various like things with evidence and things like that. Anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's been very entertaining. I, at first I was like, man, I feel like I'm going to screw this up. I feel like I, you know, I've got to get every single detail, got to click on every single thing. I'm not entirely sure if I can screw up now at the point that I'm at. <laughs> You're like, you, you win either way. Yeah. I mean, I don't out. know. Like I haven't, I haven't missed anything along the way to where like i've gotten myself into like hot water or anything um you you have like a you have yeah you have like a little meter up in the uh upper right of like if you'd make a mistake like a little bit goes down on the meter or whatever i've only lost anything from my meter anything once and i've i've been like going through i've done like four different cases um with multiple days in court for a couple of those so it's anyway so it's i i am finding it fun and entertaining but maybe a little a little on the easy side and i'm not sure like this is yeah this is i I bought the trilogy it was on sale on the e-shop uh for the switch for like 10 bucks or something like that so i bought it and i was like okay sweet i'm gonna try these games that i i missed on on 3ds and uh and so i'm playing through the 
the first one, so maybe the difficulty ramps up later on in the game. Maybe as mm. I go into like the second or third games, like it'll ramp up a little bit. Um, but again, like I'm enjoying the storyline from all of them, where you're like, oh man, what happened here? How did this, you know, this 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 occur? Yeah. And so you kind of just you know figure out the different layers, and you push somebody, and they say something that like you don't expect them to say, and nobody else expects them to say, and you're like, wait a second, that connects to this thing. So it's it's very entertaining, very fun. Um, so I'm, I've been working my way through some of that just as like, I, a, I don't know, relaxing time. I have a feeling that it probably doesn't get harder. <laughs> I, I don't I think it's the don't game that like either. that. I don't think it's a skill based game, honestly. Well, and I guess like, you know, if I think about like the market for this game, whenever it originally came out, like it's like this is on 3DS. This is mostly for like for right. like kids, you know. Yes. And so I don't think that it's going to be like really taxing on on my adult brain's logic centers to like really figure this out, you know. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, but that's what I've been up to this week. Um, what have you cool. been up to, sir? Oh, man. OK, so uh, two things I'll talk about first. I watched for the first time. I didn't realize it was on Hulu. Wait, Hulu or Netflix? One of the two. Uh, Deep Impact. Ooh. I never watched that movie. It's a disaster movie. Honestly, it's a lot like Armageddon because although like Armageddon's this giant asteroid like mm-hmm, coming to mm-hmm. Earth. Okay, uh, this is a giant comet that's on a collision course with Earth. But they also send astronauts up to drill into the comet. Yeah. and blow it up. See, Chris, this is why I have like multiple memories of of like armageddon like i've i have i've confused these two movies they've merged into one like there's certain details about armageddon the last time that i watched it and it was just like on tv or whatever and i was like no don't they do this and it's like that they totally don't because i was thinking about deep impact yep so um and i don't i don't remember ever watching this movie before it has elijah wood in it as a little child right and uh um or uh, sorry I don't know how old he is. He looks real young, but well, then Chris, he's also like, he also gets married at some point. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, though, he, you know, hobbits live for a really long time. So, you know, he's probably, <laughs> probably yeah. in his like, you know, 30s. Totally. Right. Yeah. In real life. Um, I won't, I won't spoil the end. I could spoil, spoil what happens in it, but it was a good movie. Uh, I, I suggest it. I would recommend it. It's a great, good, fun disaster movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I was also I was just kind of surprised at how similar it was to Armageddon. I uh, yeah. I also John watched. Um, I rewatched Ad Astra. We reviewed that on the podcast oh, last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I watched through the uh, through the special features and the the piece that I wanted to talk about. I mentioned briefly. They were. Do you remember the scene? So there's in Ad Astra. Uh, basically, like you know, you learn in the first beginning. Brad Pitt's trying to go into deep space. That's all I'll say. And so they, they, the first stop that they make is on the moon. Yeah. And they have to go like beyond. And um, if you and remember the moon. there's this whole sequence of the moon that it was amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like my favorite part of the whole movie. It looks phenomenal. Yeah. looks incredible. Uh, makes it feel like you're actually on the moon. Here's yeah. the thing, John. You're about to tell me they're about, actually on the moon, right? No. no oh, my amazing. gosh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is how they shot it, which I thought was like, this is insane. So, uh, like, I kind of thought it was all CG or whatever. No. They shot it all in on in a White Sands um, National Monument out, out in the uh, the desert here in America. But what they did was they simultaneously they, they uh, ran two cameras at once. One was a 35 millimeter. They shot the whole movie on 35 millimeter film. But then the second was an infrared camera because they uh, 
in infrared, the sky will be black and the ground will be white, just like it would be on the moon. That's amazing. And then, and then they overlay the two images together and pick the pieces that need to have color on them, like the visors, the golden visors, and like uh, anything else that's like color. But then the rest is like the infrared camera making everything seem like it's on the moon. That's really cool. Right? That's, that's crazy. That's a really cool idea. Like playing with the uh, like the visible spectrum like that onto film or whatever is like really fun. Like that's yeah. a really cool idea. Yeah, because and they and they shot it. It's in it's they shot it in broad daylight, and they could yeah. because like the sky just ends up black, sure. which is crazy. Well, man. and then like it, the cool thing about that like is you get those those shadows, like those harsh shadows, like yeah. and that feels kind of like it feels otherworldly whenever you watch it back in that black and white kind of like that. I guess that infrared kind of contrast. Like thinking about it now, I'm like it's not like it's it's not like it's like the the white or whatever. It's it's that's just the infrared. But like those harsh shadows, like that would make sense on the moon if you're on the 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 light side of the moon you know yeah that's really fascinating dude yeah um so that's what i've been up to this week um just kind of like you know uh watching watching some some old some movies i dig it dude i dig it yeah um yeah. well we're gonna we're gonna be talking about triple a games going going in depth into sean Layden's quotes a little bit later but first the pick of the week pick of the week <laughs> all right chris hit me with your pick of the week all right my pick of the week um is uh, i think it's tomorrow yes uh hamilton Ooh. comes out uh on disney plus mm. the musical and so uh, that's actually it's i think it's earlier than they were normally gonna do it and i don't think it was gonna debut on disney plus originally it was gonna it, be in theaters yeah originally it was supposed to be 2021 holiday uh of coming to to theaters um and uh like being out into into the theaters and then it would hit like i think it was supposed to hit the the streaming service like after that but then you know since uh everything's like shut down and people are like looking for entertainment it's like oh well we've We've got this this thing. Let's just accelerate the timeline for it, which is pretty awesome. I uh, I'm I'm very excited about it, about it, man. Yeah. Um. So uh, if you uh, want to, you can check it out. I've I've never seen it. I've, I've wanted to see it. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is great. I have um, purposefully never heard a single song. What? from Hamilton? Uh, actually, no, no. Why? I take that back. I take that back. I've heard. Uh, there's like. Um, there's a rap battle at one point, and I have heard that rap battle, and it is fantastic. But that's the only part of the soundtrack that I've ever heard because I've purposefully like, like anytime somebody be like, "Oh man, like this, this is this detail about Hamilton," I'm like, oh, "I want to see it at some point," you know. So like, I'll I just block it out, you know. Um, yeah. And so uh, I'm very pumped about this. Um, very excited to go go in uh, and watch this. There's also like a documentary that's uh, that they're that they're doing that they're releasing alongside it um, with the, with the cast. I don't, I'm interested to see how that that goes. Um, another thing that I did this week, I started watching. Um, this is not my pick of the week, and I only just now remembered it because of the documentary thing. Um, but I started watching. They, they have uh, released a documentary of the making of Frozen Two. Mm. Um, and so I've started watching through that. And so I'm interested to see how they do this documentary because like the Mandalorian, they had like the documentary series about on, on Disney plus. 
And now they've got this one about uh, Frozen 2. And now, like, I'm interested to see what, what route they go with the uh, the one for Hamilton. Because th- both of the other two are very different in presentation. Like, the uh, the one for Frozen 2 is, is basically they have a, a docu... Uh, series crew follow around like uh, the directors and the uh, the like basically these different aspects of the that that movie for the the year before release yeah. um, and so like each episode kind of covers a different element of that whole process of like them swapping out things working on the story working on this this element or that element and uh, whereas like with the Mandalorian they approached it from like hey here is you know where we talk about the directors here was where we talk about this and it's like more like a, a round table thing rather than a as it happens kind of a situation so i'm very interested to see like what kind of footage exists uh for the you know for hamilton and and around like whatever this documentary kind of is and whether it's just interviews with uh with the the various uh actors writers you know directors that sort of thing or if it's if it literally has like some behind the scenes kind of footage of, of those types of things but uh but i'm very excited about this yeah yeah that sounds awesome my pick of the week this week, my actual pick, rather than, I mean, I guess I could go with the other thing as my pick, but my actual pick this week is, is something I played for two days, Chris, and it's Observation, the video game Observation, which is on Xbox Game Pass, and that's actually how I encountered it. One night, super late on the weekend, you and I were, like, after gaming, after playing, like, Call of Duty or something like that with a, with a group, like, you were perusing through Game Pass to figure out, like, oh, what should I download? And yeah. you mentioned Observation, which, like, rung a bell in my head of, like, I, I wanted to play that, like, months ago, whenever it came out, and now it's on Game Pass. Um, so, yeah, that was, that, that was the catalyst for me, me being like, this is, let's do this for Observation. Um, but I started playing what, what observation is. It's a, uh, it's a space game. It's very like, it gave me so many like ad Astra vibes. Like while I was like, That's you know, cool. while I was playing it, um, which I, as even like, if you go back and listen to that review, which is, it, it was a fun one to do. Um, the uh i really enjoy sci-fi things so almost anything you put it into like a sci-fi kind of space setting and i'm like excited about it i'm like yeah this i'm way more more into it at that point than uh, almost anything else but the uh you take the role of sam which is a an ai um the the uh space station's ai and you're up in space and something is collided with the space station and that's where it starts like that's just like the 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 intro is like you wake up this at, is a- e3 trailer at some point right yeah 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 and she like reboots the the ai yeah and and is like what happened sam you know and like you have to like authenticate her voice and stuff and so like you the the cool thing about the game is is as an ai like there's the there's this interface in this there's this weird language of like your os and like controlling the cameras and zipping from camera to camera and stuff that that you learn over the course of the game and it was super like cumbersome at the beginning to try to figure out like some of these puzzles because the puzzle is i'm an ai and i don't know anything about being a computer you know of Mm. like how do i access this thing what 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 does this puzzle look like um how do i authenticate this voice even like whenever she says like authenticate and she gives you her numbers she reads them off like really fast or whatever and so like and then you like you have to like figure out what what moves do i do with my controller and the way that they've designed the game it has this really cool like stuff that pops up on the screen it's just a it's not intuitive but it's not meant to be it's meant to be like 
you're kind of, you know, you, you tell your Siri to do something and yeah. then she thinks about it for a second. And it's like, what's happening in those seconds? And now you're put in the position of like answering these questions that people ask you about like the status of the system and like that sort of thing. Weird. So yeah, it's a, it's a really cool, uh, interesting game. I, I really liked where the story, uh, you know, goes and uh, was pretty much hooked after like the, uh, the kind of first act of it. Um, so, and that's all I'll say. Cause like spoilers, I don't want to do any spoilers or anything like that, but it is, it is a puzzle game. It's intentionally cumbersome in those ways, but I uh, actually appreciated that, um, to that extent. And, uh, and I, I, the voice acting is really good. Um, I enjoyed that. You find like audio logs and things because like your AI as the AI, you've lost your memory. And you don't know what's happened. Like you don't, you can't like look back in the logs. And so you're basically rebuilding all of these different connections that you had previously made of like yeah. emails that people had sent using you as like, Hey Sam, send this email to such and such. And like, or send this message to such and such. And, and, and uh, you find these laptop computers with those like audio files on them. And you kind of recompile this timeline and this whole like memory bank based on the, the things that you find within the, uh, the space station, which is, uh, nice. which is super fun. That's cool. That's awesome. All right, so my pick of the week is uh, Hamilton on Disney Plus, and your pick of the week is Observation. Obser- yeah, Observation. The game. Is it only on Xbox or is it on all platforms? I think it's on all platforms, okay. um, but it is on Xbox Game Pass. So if you yes. have Xbox Game Pass, it's a fun Hopefully. one to, to spend some time into. It only took me two nights. I think it's like eight hours long, something like that. So three, yeah. six to eight hours. Cool. All right, John. So uh, this is, I think, about a week ago or two weeks ago, Sean Layden was on some kind of panel, and uh, he made some comments about AAA game development, and uh, we want to briefly talk about them real quick. Um, it was, what was it, Game Lab Live. I'm not really sure what that is, um, but the, the, the comments that he made um, here... Um, he pointed to the fact that costs have generally doubled... Costs to make games have generally doubled each generation. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, it's hard for every adventure game to shoot for the 50 to 60 hour game milestone, gameplay milestone, because that's going to be so much more expensive to achieve. And in the end, you may close some interesting creators and their stories out of the market if that's the kind of threshold they have to meet. We have to reevaluate that. It's been... Uh, uh, Layden continued that despite ballooning budgets, the cost of buying games has not increased. Quote, it's been fifty nine ninety nine since I started in this business, but the cost of games have gone up ten times. If you don't have elasticity in the price point, but you have huge volatility on the cost line, the model becomes more difficult. I think this generation is going to see those two imperatives collide. Speaking, of, he's talking about the upcoming PS five Xbox Series X generation. Hmm. Um, according to the executive, one solution may be to simply make smaller titles. Quote: Instead of spending five years making an eighty hour game, what does three years and a fifteen hour game look like? What would be the cost around that? Is that a full throated experience? Personally, as an older gamer, I would welcome a return to the twelve to fifteen hour AAA game. I would finish more games, first of all, and just like a well-edited piece of literature or a movie, looking at the discipline around that could give us tighter, more compelling content. It's something I'd like to see a return to in this business. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so like, um, I know you have an article with some quotes there too, but like, before we move on, like, what are your initial thoughts with that um, and gut feeling? 
I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, with the expensive games, we've already talked, like, I guess for years at this point about how, like, games are not getting more expensive. We've referenced that for a while where it's like they're, you know, special editions to or buy. things like that. Yeah, to buy for on the consumer side. They're not yeah. more expensive for us. Um, and I think the last time they went up was maybe what, you know. Uh, what would be like the, I think it was the N64 over, like they, they were ex- really expensive on N64 and actually like for Nintendo, prices were down when, yeah. compared to like whenever they were on disc because the cartridges were like so much to manufacture. Um, yeah. And so like, you know, for the consumer side of things, it's like, oh, well, like it got better. But we've talked also like inflation continues to go up and like yeah. the cost of, of games has just not gone up at all. Um, and if, if on the other side of that, not only inflation is going up, but the cost to uh, create those games to, to have that, the, uh, the resources to make those games, the big experiences, the high resolution experiences that, that we like, it seems like, something's got to give he's probably right that like you know in the next generation those though he says like the quote is those imperatives will collide and i really yeah. do think they will yeah um it, yeah yeah well that, and that's the thing like so i think there's you know multiple layers to this where we we have talked about that before about how in and to publishers have, have done different things to try to uh recoup those costs mm-hmm. whether it's you know dlc or a subscription model or um you know, just like making sure people come back every single day, uh, like in in Destiny early on. You know, it's like to do dailies and maybe buy some some things via microtransactions. Like yeah. uh, now we're kind of in the Battle Pass, you know, era where that's the hot thing. That, right. that I mean, and honestly, I feel like that's like the that's the most inoffensive thing that has come along well sure because um, like you can opt in and then especially yeah. like the battle passes pretty much every battle pass has built in it if you finish the entire battle pass of this you can get right. the next one for free you know i think i've still got enough apex points over on apex to buy a battle pass because like yeah. i finished that that one um and didn't get the next one so it's yeah you're right like that's the least offensive because like at the same time it's almost like a subscription thing where it's like oh i can opt out at yeah. any time um but it's a subscription thing that doesn't just automatically re up you know it's not so like that, not like that in that sense i think he's like he's what he's talking about has already happened where mm. like no like the retail price of the game hasn't gone up but the price to keep playing has yeah. or like the the price to keep you know engaged on at the level that you want to be engaged with the game has has uh has gone up like, sure i mean fortnite's a free game yeah. I don't know how like how much money have we spent in oh, Fortnite? Dude, so over the much. Past, I mean, between yeah, you know, over between, the past what four years? Yeah, and five all, years? of all the free games that I play, like Apex and Fortnite, like those two games, like I've put at least the price yeah. of a full. Uh, oh, totally. Full on yeah. AAA game in there, like so a, if, you know, forty, fifty bucks, sixty bucks. If you're talking about like that's a free game, and we've we've definitely at least paid you know the fifty, sixty bucks for sure, mm-hmm. like that that would normally probably cost. Yeah, like. Call of Duty, I you know that's I bought that at retail, and right. I've also like spent money on top of that. So yeah. like I think the price of gaming has already gone up. The cost for the for the gamer, it's just not like all at once in one big. I mean, because who honestly is going to go out there unless you're buying a special edition? It's just like just the perception of a hundred dollar game yeah. would be insane. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, and and at that point, like 
I like so many of the things you could still get the gameplay of Fortnite and just play it for free forever. Yeah. Um, and lots of people do. I'm sure there are lots of players that do, and that enhances the experience for the people who do pay as well as like the people who don't, you know, because yeah. there's more player base, that sort of thing. Right. Um, but at the same time, like it, you do have this element of like, I wonder of the users of these games or the, the users that over a certain period of time, how many of them, like what's the average dollar point per right player you know it's like yeah i feel like it it's it's definitely making their money back otherwise they wouldn't continue to do these things like apex well, totally. especially because ea and is i guarantee like, really i guarantee they're all tracking you know the lifetime value of a player you know when right. they come in they come into the game and they start playing how much is that person on average worth and so then they sure. they figure out okay in order to cover the costs of our if this is the lifetime value of a of a player and then in order to cover the costs that we need to cover this is how many players we need to get in the game and yeah. you know that's that that would determine things like you know your your ad spins or your promotions that you do and trying mm. to get you know like different ways to reach different groups of people to try to get them to play your game or come back to your game right um and like so the, and, and those are for like ongoing games i think like there we also have to look at things like um like, let's start take uh, um, Assassin's Creed, for example. Now, mm. Assassin's Creed doesn't really have a... I don't think it had a... It had a season pass, but it didn't have a battle pass. Yeah, it had, like, like, two or three drops of DLC, basically. I want to compare I wanna compare a game like that real quick to something like the upcoming uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadrons. So, mm. like, Assassin's Creed, $60 game. It, it's like a 40-hour game versus uh, Star Wars Squadrons is a $40 game. And we think it's going to be pretty short. We mm -hmm. think it's going to probably be one of those, like, uh, you know, maybe six to ten hour campaigns, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the my, I think my the, – the thing that I think is interesting to me is that something – and this is where the disparity happens. Neither one of those have season pass – or battle passes. Neither one of those, like, I don't know, like, we know Rogue Squadrons won't have – microtransactions or DLC sure. whereas uh Assassin's Creed does and I guess like that's why but like we're already saying that a game like what Sean is saying is like a game that costs $60 should be able to be 15 hours what we're saying whenever we release mm. things like Rogue Squadrons is that they're not worth $60 it's only worth 40 yeah 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 I mean, but that's the, an interesting but, thought, but the too. But 40-hour game is worth the full 60, well, you know? Well, you also figure, like, you know, uh, what Sean, what his experience is, like, the, the majority of the first-party Sony games, mm, yeah. those are all single-player experiences, like, single-player, single third-person experiences for the most part. But I can't, I can't think part. of any of them that are 40 hours, can you? I mean... <sighs> they're all, like, 20. Hours, they're all, like... I think they're yeah, all, like, 20, all like, 25. You know, 25 if you do everything in them they might be close to 40 but even like god of war something like god of war no dlc um and it came out and i think i i put in like 30 hours into that game right and so it's like and if i had like if i'd been real slow because i did literally everything you could possibly do in that game if i'd been yeah. real slow at a lot of the things or if it had taken me longer maybe it would have been you know close to 40 but yeah you're right like none of those Same are, are technically like usually like in that 40 hour range yeah, same with like Last of Us, and same with you know, uh, I think Horizon Zero Dawn was a was a thirty hour game. Like, yeah, uh, what well, I probably spent twenty five ish, uh, and I'm almost done with Spider Man. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, and that's the thing. Like in Spider-Man had a DLC. Uh, like I said, God of War did not. Um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn only had like one piece of DLC. Um, and then they did like a lot of the standalone expansions with uh, Uncharted and with uh, with The Last of Us uh, right. one. Um, well, so, they did, they did uh, these standalone expansions. Yeah, which, that's, like, that's right. That's to right. me, that like, you know. I don't know. Like, I, I I agree with him. I I'm like, there should be able to be games that are that are different links. I mean, yeah. you look at call. Let's go back to Call of Duty for a second. Yeah, the campaign on that is fantastic. One of the best campaigns I've played in like years, dude. Like, not even kidding. Um, and it's probably only ten hours, eight to ten hours. Yeah. But like, but like, literally, I would, I would. It was worth the every piece of that game. Like, that's what astounds me about this year's most recent Call of Duty Modern Warfare from from Warzone to multiplayer to campaign, not mm-hmm. spec ops, but everything else, they were all on their own worth the $60 price tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I, I haven't even touched, like, I haven't downloaded the campaign yet, like, you know, largely because it's gigantic um, <laughs> as far as, like, hard drive space. But, like, at the same time, like, I have gotten full on, like, out of, like, all of my money back out of that game. Yeah. Um, and additional, like, I mean, because I, I bought it for, what, 40 bucks and then also right, put in right, for battle passes and, and stuff yeah. like that. So if it, I've definitely, like, gotten my money's worth out of it by that game. And so... Yeah, like that that individually, even just just the multiplayer suite, it's worth yeah. worth the price. I do well, think like I guess I guess my point is like length to me does not equal quality. Sure. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. just because a game is 40 hours long, sometimes that's just like that's just like a drag. That's a crappy 20 who wants to pay a crappy game for 40 hours. I mean, even so if it's 40 hours. Even though I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's it's amazing. That game yeah. is huge though. Like just, yeah. like the if you mainline it. Have you it, finished it yet? It's great. No, I haven't. I, I haven't. I'm, so that's yeah, then that's my point. Like you played it for how much time? Oh, dude, so much time. <laughs> but I've I've wasted so much time on like on like um essentially that game is endless because they do yeah. these like they have have Those uh, timed events. Yeah, timed whatever. events that pop up like quest lines that pop up and everything and it's like well, you know, they're cool to do and I did I did so many of them, but yeah. like now it's like I'm just like man, I need to just like go in and mainline this thing because like I'm I'm kind of bored of it at this point, you know. Totally, and well, and that's the thing. Like I so you know I got through the first island, which is basically like a tutorial, and finally hit the the title screen and like six hours in, yeah. and I was like, holy cow, man! Yeah, like yeah. this is I can't. Like whenever I look at the rest of the map and it's like twenty times the size of the the piece uh-huh. I just got done with, uh-huh. it just like it just feels overwhelming. It doesn't yeah. make me feel like yeah, I want to go do this. It makes right. me feel like. Oh crap! I have so much more to do. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you have just like we're handed a giant to do list, and you're like, yes. oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because they do. They open up everything all at once. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. And it's like I'm not- I, I can see the appeal for 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 some people like where they're like they just like they just want to play like live in this game like people who love yeah. like rpgs or whatever i do think right. that they swung a little bit hard into the rpg thing you know with uh with that yeah. game and they're gonna swing back a little bit from uh from there with whatever the next one is the viking one um, yeah and, well and, and like you know i know it's it's and it's because of the way that they did it they make you like go through this this huge like opening part and then all of a sudden they open it up it's like yeah. oh man it's a lot i mean i think like things like red dead 2 did it way better where it's like sure. it opens up gradually along the way and like it never mm-hmm. feels overwhelming whenever it does um, right and and so there are ways to do it i like i, I it just kind of like i, I kind of sympathize and, and i'm kind of on the same side as sean Layden though where i'm like i don't need 40 hour mm-hmm. games really that much like i think once in a mm-hmm. once in every while it's great um yeah but like overall 
yeah, I just want a good game. That's right. all I want. Well, in general, like the games that I have, like that have topped my, my, like my best games of the last however long, which honestly are probably in my top 10 games. Like you think about like, yep. okay, you know, Outer Wilds, Celeste and God of War, like those three, like they're yeah. not gigantic games. They're de- like, especially on God of War. If you just mainline the thing, don't do any of the side quests or whatever. Like it's still yeah. a fantastic story, still a fantastic game. And that gameplay is so tight, but it's like, it's, it's like, 20 hours if that and it's like okay that's totally manageable for that you know outer wilds is even is is like you know short it's like also my favorite games of the past few years yeah like firewatch super short yeah Um, one of my favorite games of all time limbo super short yeah dude um the uh, the first season of The Walking Dead, super short. Right. Um, and it's like, it's the, that, like that compact experience like makes it feel like everything means more. You know, it's like well, I think it has to. Everything has to mean more because like it's not like we're not going to shove this thing full of filler, you know? Yeah. And I think all those were even the ones, you know, you mentioned like those are all they were all in the running for game of the year. Yeah. Like they were all in the game of the year discussion, at least. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, from different uh places like IGN to the actual game awards like you know I don't know I like I'm kind of I I again like I I think I'm on the side of Sean Layden in terms of game length not because of cost right really I, like to me that's like that's up to the developer and the publisher if they can if they can afford to do it just do it yeah but like but don't do it just to do it do it right. because you have a reason to do it and it's a good game because of it being long you know mm-hmm. I, th- I look at things like I was talking to uh Fultron uh, this week, actually, about um, he was he's, he was going to start God of War, but we were kind of talking about the game length discussion for a second. I don't know, like it was kind of a, we weren't talking about these comments, but we were just kind of talking about it. But he was, you know, talking about you know like the difference between like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and something like Zelda or Mario Odyssey, where it's like, I mean, the Mario Odyssey and Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, like they are huge games gigantic <laughs> but but from 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 the very beginning you have everything you need to beat that game right and you and you play those games all the way through not because you have to mm-hmm. or you're forced to or you're tunneled into it kind of like assassin's creed but because uh it's actually fun to play and the gameplay is fun and you want to like explore the world right like, i mean that's the reason why i've spent like 100 100 almost 200 hours probably in breath of the wild at this point yeah. which i'm i'm at the final boss i'm gonna beat him you know <laughs> you know in the next week or two it's so i'm like literally at a save point right before the final boss like before i've nice. done everything else um but you know like that those yeah. are good games like that and, and they're big like so they're if huge. you're gonna make a big game cool do it but make it like something that i like make it make me want to play it not have to play it yeah yeah i mean and that's the thing about like god of war um something i always i I love about like some of the sony games like they tell a story a very like predefined like story even like something like spider-man it's a big open world or whatever like it's a story that like you go from point a to to point b and like you continue to do that until you're at the end of the story and so you're like you're just along for the ride and i love that that's that's one type of storytelling um whereas like you know the the nintendo route with uh with zelda and, and mario odyssey is like well you you know we're gonna let you choose what you decide to do within these sandboxes and when you want to move on you can move on and there's a fairly low uh threshold yeah. for moving on especially in mario odyssey in fact i think the credits roll in mario odyssey and you're only done halfway done with the content that's in that game right right um 
and so you know it's it, it is uh it's it's a different method of of telling you know of of having stories and gameplay merged uh in these like in these worlds because like the gameplay or of uh of zelda is what it's all about the story eh, you know right. it's like right and then the same with mario where it's like oh the gameplay is what it's all about so it makes sense that they would lean into that gameplay and be like, you can have as much or, uh, or as little of this gameplay as you want, you know, before you finish. Yeah. Whereas something like uh, God of War, where it's like, it's, it's, it's about the gameplay, but also it's like a story. So the gameplay gets you through like to the end of the story. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a different type of an experience, you know, to, to, for those things. Well, and just kind of like, you know, comparing, you know, like Zelda to Assassin's Creed, like this, the world, like Assassin's Creed, there's a lot going on in the world, but it's mainly people who just want to kill you. Uh, oh, yeah. Or as like Zelda, like there's a lot, like you'll go up on top of a mountain and there's a whole bunch of birds up there. Like, yeah, why yeah. is there, why are there a bunch of birds up there? Like, yeah, you'll like see like, a dragon off in the distance. You're like, what yeah. the heck is that? Like, I want to, I want to go figure that out. And so like, like it's that sense of exploration and the mm -hmm. reason for exploring. Whereas like Assassin's Creed, I almost don't want to explore because I'm going to get killed. You yeah, know? yeah. Cause you're like, like, Oh wait, this is an Island full <laughs> of lions. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the, and it was like, I can kill, I, I could kill them, but I, I have no desire to spend the time and effort doing this, That's you know? Funny. And That's so funny. anyway, yeah, but, I mean, uh, like, it, well, I guess I guess my thing is like I don't mind having the shorter games. I don't mind having like avoiding that game game bloat and that sort of thing. Um, and it is interesting to hear him talk about how like the the expense of games has like doubled every generation. So it's like yeah. you move into this next generation and the things are just going to go like up through the roof. Um, I saw today. I wanted to bring this up uh, that NBA Two K Twenty One is actually more expensive this generation um how so much is it, it? it's uh 69.99 so it's 10 bucks more expensive yeah here's a here's a uh when it, where is this new what is this news uh so this is a tweet um i just saw it yeah it's literally today they just they, they just yeah, game prices today. are going up ten dollars interesting next gen games so hey i mean that doesn't seem too far outside i'll, no. I'll pay seventy dollars you know yeah but, i mean that seems still, it's not, you know, if game costs are doubling, the oh, game yeah. prices aren't doubling. I mean, like, you just come down to, like, where it's like, well, yeah, you're going to have to rescope your entire business model um, as game developers and as game yeah. publishers. Like, it's, and I mean, 10 bucks is not too much to spend. Like, I'll spend $10 on a, on a, on a extra on a game, um, especially whenever things like Game Pass exist, you know? Yeah, totally. That are like well, a ridiculous that, that just, level of value. That just makes it a you know make something like Game Pass a uh, easier sell. Where it's sure. like, hey, would you rather spend seventy dollars per game, or would you rather spend uh, not even not even twice that much and get a year's worth of you know tons of games you can play? Yeah, yeah. I actually saw like earlier this week one of the uh, a developer um, who worked on a it's not lonely mountain downhill it's the other mountain biking game that is on game pass um was tweeting about how like successful their game was on game pass and then subsequently sold a ton more um mm. even like they're like we just signed a another contract with microsoft to be in game pass for like years now because like we want to uh we want to be in that service because he said as soon as they entered that service it's just people like visibility was there people would just try yeah. their game and once they tried it they would be like oh let me you know let me buy things you know well, so and that's the thing like I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, you give people the opportunity to play something or read something or watch something. And like, not everyone will do this, mm -hmm. but like people who enjoy it and really feel like, you know, hey, I want to actually support this. They'll support it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's yeah. the whole Patreon model. Sure. Why do people have to like, like, why do they support 
like the creators that they do on Patreon. Like half like half the artists I f- I follow on Patreon are also on Instagram, and they post things in both places. And it's not like you know it's it's like hey, this drawing of a ship. It's the same in both places, right? <laughs> uh, right. But like people are supporting them on Patreon because they want to see more art and they want to support the person, right? And and they they want to support the creation of it, mm-hmm. like. I think like whenever you give people that opportunity, they will support the things that they love. Sure. I mean, you also figure like word of mouth, like people who don't have Game Pass or aren't in, you know, aren't interested in sure. subscription models. If totally. they hear from like a plethora of people, you have to try this game. I've tried it in yeah. Game Pass. It's amazing. Like those people are going to be like, all right, well, let me just go buy it for 20 bucks. Yeah, you know, totally. it's, so yeah. you're going to get those, you know, those sales as well. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like people will like support things that they enjoy as well as like more visibility is more visibility so you know things like game pass like you know work out pretty well for people who don't have enough visibility to begin with totally well we'll uh uh, we'll see if what he's predicting in terms of game length we're seeing prices go up now so we'll see if game length comes down as well in the next gen as we enter the next few years that'd be fast like it's gonna be fascinating like you know five years from now like looking back is it gonna be like we're gonna be like man i wish games were longer (laughs) remember (laughs) whenever they were hundreds of hours chris that's the thing though i've never complained that the game was too short i don't think ever as long as that's good honestly i don't think i have either even games that are like ridiculously short like even like firewatch or whatever i was satisfied at the end of yeah. those hours like it's it, what's not a long game and i was like yeah. happy to happy to play that game so yeah i don't know yeah you're right i've only complained whenever it was too long for me to finish it like honestly yep. like that's the only time like i feel like i'm bummed is like whenever i it's a game that's so long that i just give up on finishing or even it. just like you know like you know my big, big, big sorry my biggest criticism about uh um, Spider-Man was that it got too repetitive and I'm like yeah. it's not a long game but I yeah. think it was too long for what was that actually in the game yeah and know? I guess like that's the thing with games like because it's this interactive medium of like hey it's storytelling and gameplay and you have to balance these two things together if you're going to do both of them and Nintendo goes man our gameplay is going to be so good we don't need any story you know right and right. you know uh, companies like Sony go okay well we're going to go heavy on story but like whenever the gameplay doesn't support the fun and through the entirety of the story it's like hmm uh, you know, that's, I that's want this shorter. Right. Yeah. And whereas like with God of War, like I never ran out of fun, you know, Oh, I'm going to try right. this armor piece. I'm going to like, I'm going to try a different well, style the, of plane. I'm going to do the, you know, like, there's always something there. And it, I even wanted more DLC cause I, I wanted to be able to play it for longer, but I, I couldn't. Um, and, but at the same time, it's like, I would rather that happen and be left with this, like, Oh my gosh, that game was so good. Um, than yeah, I mean, be it's, exhausted. It's, it's it's like your it's like what you were talking about earlier, like with uh, the uh, Ace Attorney game, yeah. where it's like uh, story great, but the gameplay is like super basic. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, but and then you're questioning like, is this you know worth it? Is this yeah. you know like, is this going to get tougher? Is this going to get right. better? You know, like I I, I mean, it, when it comes to games, what we've talked about on the show before, it's like it's more about gameplay than it is about the story. For sure, like it or not. Yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing about so many of the games that I love. Like, uh, I, I, you cannot tell certain sto- of these stories without the gameplay. Um, yeah. So, for example, like Outer Wilds, that game could not exist in any other form. 
I mean, yeah. you could you could like make it like something else, but it would not be it would not be it wouldn't be enjoyable because of the like it is great because it is a video game, and something like um you know like even like observation or whatever it's like you could make that a movie, but it's not going to be interesting because it's you know if it's as interesting if it's a movie it's going to be like oh this is a good movie, but it's like super interesting because you are this AI. Not because of the like, you know, the sci-fi story, like which I which I love the sci-fi story of it, but it's like because of this marriage of gameplay and story, it is good, you know. So it's it's the things that I uh, I love when in gaming, like with stories, is like whenever you can't tell this in another medium, um, as in as effective of a way. Part of that is like you just walking through a world like thinking about like uh even something like world like the division or whatever it's like the environmental storytelling that takes place in certain uh areas of of the city in the division one or whatever it really enhances the story like the gameplay of walking through that mall in enhances the delivery of the story where it's like if you just told that story like what was happening in that mall through like a movie or whatever it wouldn't be nearly as impactful but because you're there in the place learning about these things it actually matters more so yeah all right well um i'm not sure what we're going to talk about next week but uh we will continue this discussion uh, later as we get into next gen. That's right. Um, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at Chris Rice 250 And John Wright777. And at Pod. Please go to your podcast surface of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.